Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Welcome everyone to the Film Vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brad Bisher, your host for today. I'm excited about today. We got some uh, juicy confessions, a couple of assigned uh, movies, or as they were, uh, things to watch. And uh, top five is going to be exciting. Avery got my clips. I have to double check. I'm not sure if you sent them. I got the the listener clips. It was a couple days ago. Nope, they're not sent. Everybody's going clips. That is shocking. (laughs) That is shocking. Hey, buddy, you looking, uh, looking good? Looking really? fresh? I don't know about that. I meant greasy. You're okay. looking a little greasy. He's got a collar today. Needs more grease. Oh, needs more grease. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm excited, too. We got a, a movie that uh, I broke my my rule, and I watched. It's a, it's a sequel, Brian. Oh, no, it is part of your rule. It's a sequel. It falls under the guidelines. I like how this is coming apart. My muff on my mic is coming apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it worth it? Yeah, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Hey, maybe the most fun I've had outside of a theater since I last saw you. Really? Was with this guy over here. You're pointing to Avery. I'm uncomfortable now, Brian. I always knew that Avery had comedic chops. I always knew how that he's a... Find, how did you learn that? He's a funny guy from this and a really fun guy to be around. I've trauma. always known that. Head trauma. From yeah. the first time that I met Avery and he was on, you know, he goes way back. He was on the uh, set and actually in Cult of Corano. That's right. He's, uh, he and Tyler walk into the bar at the beginning of Groupers. Uh, Avery's been around for a while. He's been a supporter of the, uh, of the program and uh, a listener of the program and, and just a great guy. And uh, I saw his comedy special that he taped a while ago. I don't know how many months ago. That yeah, was. last summer. That was the first time I ever got to see him actually perform. And I'm like, this guy's got it. He's got it. Then I've been guilty because I have not seen him in person yet. I've not seen him live. And I feel okay. bad because I'm a friend. He's a, he's a friend of mine. I, I like him a lot. It's I know funny. he's funny. I don't funny. feel bad about it. I know you don't. And he's producer, you producer of the show. He's been supporting better. He's been supporting us in one way or another for for years. And I'm like, at least I could do is see this kid, right? Go down and see him. Sure. Honestly, I was dreading it. Uh, going to Santa Monica on a Friday, just humor him, from, get him off your back. Just the drive. I knew once I got there, I'd, I'd be happy I was there. But I was dreading getting down there, oh, abandoning yeah. my family on a Friday. Delicious. There's never a good week. It's never at the end of a week where I'm like, oh yeah, this is a perfect week. I feel like you know doing something extra now. Let me drive an hour from my home on a oh, Friday night. Yeah, You're lucky if it's an hour. hour, hour and a half usually that time of day. Luckily, because of the strikes that are going on, that'd down, be an hour from here. Got down there in a breeze. Ooh, I could, nice. There was parking when I got there. It took me like 35 minutes to get there. It was shocking. Nice. And there was parking everywhere. It was great. Uh, see Avery and I watched his show and. His show is really good. And Avery is at the center of that show. Really? Avery's running that that thing. And he is 
surrounded by very funny people. And he was, and I'm not just saying this, he had the best um, presence. I, I hope I'm making oh, you uncomfortable. You. He had the best onstage presence. So right. he's very, very confident, very funny. And he just, what what they do, the nature of the show, it's not scripted. It's not a, it's not bits that they're doing. I'm sure that there are some bits that they bring in from stuff that they've talked about before. Well, we could ask the guy or or if, if something sparks a bit that you have, then you might be able right. to go into it. Yeah, that's what I, which I think happens too with like a lot of freestyle rap. It's like, is it yeah. freestyle or did you just hear gum and that's from another thing that you've already done? You know what I mean? Yeah. But what we do, what they what they do is you walk in and they had everyone that walked in. There's 20 to 30 people in there, 25 30 people, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we all wrote out three confessions. And they let us off the hook a little bit. It doesn't have to be firsthand confession. It can be somebody else's confession, but three confessions, you know, they're like secrets and you fold them up a little piece of paper, you put them in a bucket. And then Avery says, all right, it's time. We're going to begin the show. We've got a lot of fun comedians here for you. And here's how it goes. And he just opens up the first one and he starts riffing on whatever it might be. And he, right. he's got this presence where he's got his hands on, you know, off to the side of the mic. And he's like, he's kind of got this intense look. He's kind of looking everyone down, but never a moment of like, insecurity or right. I hope I'm not going to get in your head at all. <laughs> I just bombed the next time. <laughs> this weekend oh I'm, doing, I'm doing 20. I just, if I'm out this dry the whole time. He just set the tone and everyone was laughing right off the bat. Nice. And then every person that he brought up after that was also very, very funny. There wasn't one, like I told you, there wasn't one like a uh, weak link. It was, yeah. everyone was great. Everyone was funny. Of course, there's a couple weak links that they pull out and they would just throw the, they had this one Vietnamese kid up there. Like his whole thing was, I'm not pulling any fucking, any, any, any confessions. I'm just going to like talk shit. Oh, the whole he's time. fucking hilarious. Ray, he Ray is great. He's so, so funny. He started a chant with the 30 of us that were in there. Um, the gays can wait. Because <laughs> it's still Asian American month. You want oh, it to continue. Right. Not quite yet. He, uh, he, yeah, he got not a whole today, gay. Including the two gay guys that were sitting right in front of me. They were <laughs> chanting. The guy was wearing a, a, a rainbow dress and pearls and he was chanting, the gays can wait. <laughs> it was such an enjoyable wow. fun night out. It was so much fun. That's awesome. My buddy, did, did, did the, the, the confession writers acknowledge their confession or was anonymous? That's part of it, right? Why don't you? Yeah, talk, so, I'm talking too much. This is, that, that's well, my first hand account. First hand, though, why not? <clears throat> so it's, um, it depends. Some people try to figure it out. Some don't. Uh, it's kind of up to whichever comics on stage. Usually people are kind of sheepish. Uh, some people try to figure out, usually there's not direct grilling or demands that somebody fess up to us, but sometimes you can, you can tell, and it happened a couple of times during the show, you were at Anderson where somebody would kind of give themselves away yeah. or one lady fess left. up to something accidentally. <laughs> one lady did. And leave. her daughter left and it was cause she was being accused of being a Karen oh. and she did bail. Yeah. And it's not a real comedy show unless somebody actually gets offended yeah. and leaves. I feel like you're not really at a good thing if someone's not leaving. Yeah. And that's, that's what I like about the show too, is that we do walk that, uh, that that, that high rope act of, it does get edgy and touchy and you do get into some it got uncomfortable a few times. touchy stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you get that fun push and pull and that uncomfortability and it's very present and there and now and everybody, whether you're on stage or off can tell it's going on in front of you. And this is not scripted. Nobody kind of figured this out beforehand. It's we're all figuring this shit out collectively. Yeah. Everyone will hear, Oh, I took a shit in my neighbor's car or something like that. And then Terrible. we all react to that. And Terrible. that sort of thing. But, uh, I mean, you didn't have to use that as an example. We're not, we're not, there's far worse. <laughs> there was some, yeah, this is really, the best, the maybe, all right, so my, one of the ones that I did, I don't know if you remember this one, but mine, I, I think I had four or five because they did a second round as well. But uh, the one that got the big laugh from uh, your girl who uh, brought it home, the, uh, the, the- Justine. Justine, Yes, yeah. she's hilarious. The um, comedian. Comedian. Is that what you said? Comedian? I, no, I, don't, I don't know if they so. still do. Or they used to. Comedian-ess. Uh, <laughs> Com right. Comedian-ess. No, uh, the comedian. She, uh, it, it was, uh, 
I hate comedy shows. I'm only here to support my friends. <laughs> I thought that was my roommate. Which was a lie, because I don't hate comedy shows. But it's a fun thing to write. You right. at least had a good sense. And then not, not sometimes I forget to open my mail. There were a couple of just shitty Yeah, ones. there were some real shitty ones. Like the one, like uh, I pretend that my neighbor's Tesla is mine. I, that's just like, what do you do with that one? It's not bad. Is it not bad? Uh, well, you walk into traffic. That's what you do. That's what your life is. <laughs> if that's your big confession, right? That's, yeah. Some of the people, I did feel bad for some of the people because like these are probably their deepest, darkest secrets sure. and like they got these comedians that they've never met before are going, that, that's not even good. Like your life sucks. That's, if that's your confession. <laughs> yeah. But then there was one where it was like I peed on my dog when I was six and no one found out and you know it was me and no one could figure it out, something along those lines. And then a girl kind of like slipped up and said that it was like made people think that it was her. Yeah. But then she's like, I swear it's not me. And then and later she did get exposed. She knew something about like girls and how they can pee in the wild. Yeah. And then I, you know, added, I'm like, well, she did pee on the dog. And then everyone thought of her as a dog peer. And we all thought of it <laughs> until the parking lot when we're leaving. And that's always a fun thing too. When you're leaving with sure. your friends. So which ones were yours? Mickey's the one who peed on the dog. My buddy that I brought. I brought your plus one. My plus, I had plus two. Plus Him and, one? He was six years old and like he did get caught. And he, I'm like, why'd you do it, Mickey? Why'd you pee on the dog? He's like, I was six. I don't know. Does anyone know either do anything when they're, I can tell you right now, Atticus is six, Tessa's six. If sure. they peed on our dogs, I can't imagine that. I, <laughs> so it would be alarming and I'd have questions. <laughs> A lot of them. Yeah. All right. For the dog, for Tessa, for everyone. So it was a great show, and uh, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's it, it belongs in a, a larger spot. It belongs like at the Improv or something. It, it really does. Yeah, right now we're just working on building the audience. Are you so, afraid uh, of someone stealing the idea? I don't think so. I feel like we've kind of had enough big enough names on it so far, and we're connected enough that it would be hard to just steal it outright. It works on both Watch levels, because what was interesting was when the Vietnamese kid was up there, <laughs> Uh, and he wasn't pulling them. He was really funny, but at the same time, I want him to pull. Yeah. And now comedian actually said that. It's like, you don't even need comedy anymore. You just need somebody to read your yeah. confessions. That's all you guys and need. And you need to laugh, yeah. But what makes it great is the riffing that goes on in between. So anyways, well done, Avery. And, and the push-pull. It's almost like, a, it almost feels like a live party game in some ways, like truth or dare without the dare. That's why I would think it would really work today more than ever before too, because we have, we have a generation that needs to be involved with comments and part yes. of things so much, right? Sure. There needs to be that push and pull. So I can see this thing doing really well and i hope that uh if you have ideas let, let me let me know for getting it out there but a I, bigger room yeah <laughs> <laughs> a bigger room let so me yeah know, let, let me know when you get the bigger room and i'll yeah, hurt yeah. you so we we do it every uh the first friday of the month at the crow in santa monica and you can find us at confess comedy on instagram or it's always the link in my bio as well on instagram at avery comedy All so right. i'm watching i'm like this guy is so wasted on the film vault he's so good <laughs> <laughs> grossly, grossly uh, overqualified for this uh, position. That being said, why don't we get to some fan fiction? <laughs> why, don't, why don't I earn yeah, my do keep? Your do your fucking job, job. Dude, Jesus. Earn my keep. Fan fiction compiled by the Mitch Burns, who also ran an Instagram poll. I think it was requested last week to see who or uh, has or has not seen Goodfellas. Does this ring oh, a bell? Yeah, what percent of our audience? That was a yeah. while ago that we did that. Well, we have the results. Do we want that last after we get the fan fiction, or do we want to have our appetizer first? I have, I, I, we'll get that last. All right, we'll get that last. Joe Sisson on Facebook. Probably a week late, but watch the Beastmaster. Mm. It was bad. <laughs> I had never seen it before, so the watch along was fun. The movie had me worried about the animals, especially the ferrets. Mm. Watch along, thumbs up. The Beastmaster, thumbs down. Antonio Pena on Twitter saw the boogeyman. Not scary, not fun, quite boring. One out of five. 
Terrible. That is a bummer. The opposite of what you want. Lord Longshadow on Instagram watched this mountain life and beanpole. <laughs> this oh mountain life was a beautiful snapshot of a region of the world. It has imagery I will never forget. Uh, beanpole was stark, striking, and very sympathetic. The odd pacing threw me off quite a bit, though. Uh, can't say I could recommend beanpole to anyone, but the A twenty four crowd. That's a, that's a good call. I think if you like A twenty four movies, you're gonna like you're gonna appreciate beanpole. We appreciated beanpole. Yeah, but sure. Uh, we're not uh, clamoring, clamoring to see it again anytime soon. However, that uh, this mountain life, I would watch again if I was, you know, I had time to kill and I only had like you know a few seven, movies seven that were minutes. available. Uh, that would be one of the one of the picks because it's it's soothing. Fair. And we got Jared Tremonti on Facebook. Uh, I honestly can't remember the last movie that I had no idea how much runtime was left at any point in the movie. Across the Spider Verse was that movie. Jimmy Hope on Facebook, Across the Spider-Verse. If I could only watch two movies for the rest of my life, it would be the Spider-Verse movies. That is wow. quite the compliment. And I'm confident the third will stick the landing and be the greatest trilogy of all time. Mm-hmm. The Spider-Verse FVT score. Do we want to guess? We got 19 uh, reviews. I mean, it's got to be. How are any negative? 100%, right? It is 100%. 100 100 percent i would want to identify that person to give it a negative review uh and tell uh, you know ask them not to listen to anything or say what are you looking for i think yeah. you would just what? have to outright hate animation <laughs> that would have or, to yeah. be just or fun. or fun hey speaking of 100 percent, well what percentage of our audience has seen yes uh, the aforementioned goodfellas do you want to guess on that i would say well i think we guessed 90 90 to 95 last yeah. time so, so 90 92 why don't want to do it 92 very close. 89. Mm, what's wrong with you? 11%. Wow. Brutal. Younger, younger people haven't you, gotten to it yet. It's like old should, man watch. You should turn off the podcast and watch it now. If, that, that if that's your sense. life. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you're looking for entertainment right now, unless you're driving or, you know, at the gym, uh, guy on the bike, Goodfellas is going to be a lot better than this. I can, I can guarantee. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything more entertaining than Goodfellas. If you haven't seen it that you could do right now. Uh, spider verse. Uh, Some people might say spider or uh, Goodfellas trimming on uh, something called max. Are they going to start spider versing everything? Like max. there'll be a Goodfellas version, like but spider verse <laughs> into the fellow verse. <laughs> But it doesn't even have to be like multiverse. It's just like done in that style. Because I mean, oh, you can almost slap that style on anything to be oh, sweet. Oh, that's true. You know I mean? It doesn't have to involve multiverses. It can just be an Just redo good, good fellas, but uh, all with the, uh, yeah. Just all the different crime families from throughout the years. Yeah, I would be it. But no, you're just yeah, different. Kind of is good fellas. Or just different De Niro's being drawn in from different. But you're missing. They're missing the point still because you're still in the in the, in the good fella verse. And I'm just saying it doesn't even have to be verses. Spit- Who's the verses? Who's the verses? Spitter verse. You remember that in. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia when, when uh, Dennis was trying to figure out like who it's because every episode pretty much two of them pair up and then right. they go against each other in some kind of scheme. And there was one episode where like they're getting the uh, the rules of the episode and what was going to happen in the episode, but they weren't going to be like, against each other. And Dennis just could not compute. He couldn't like, get on board. Okay, but okay, but who who was it versus? So like who was it versus? <laughs> so good. Bruh, ball silly. Ball silly. Yes, Brian. A uh, little blackberry. Uh, oh. I need to see that again. I know. I do too. Like today. That needs to start streaming. Can we stop doing the show right now and just watch movies? (laughs) Quietly? (laughs) Bye. I didn't go on to work. Gonna go watch Ball Silly do his thing again. Chilling is like, you're out partying. That's what she says. Gallivanting is her her latest. I've been gallivanting a lot lately. We have actually. I really have been. Up and down the state. I was was for my birthday. Comedy shows. San Francisco. I heard all about it when I went to your comedy show. Oh, off gallivanting again, are you? I went to, it started with a fucking funeral two weeks ago. That was a gallivant in her eyes. Hey, I have a question. She, I, I, like, I got home. She's like, how was your gallivanting? I'm like, I was at a funeral, honey. 
Gallivant's I did drink, drink the night before and the night after, but sure, I was at sure, funeral. Understood. Uh, I was thinking about Jillian, as I often do, and uh, what mm-hmm. does she eat when you go to like Panama or, always or bread Norway? There's always bread. Or wherever you went. Green she has a very limited icing. diet, and I don't feel comfortable talking about my wife uh, and her peculiarness, her peculiarities. Her oddities. Idiosyncrasies. Peculiarities. Peculiar is the one word that I really cannot say, and I'm not joking. And it's I don't not know why the would, one word. It's one of many. It's, no. It, oh, look who's talking. It's known that you can't pronounce it's the peculiar. <laughs> it's, the, it's the toughest one for me, for sure. And I still, I'm so arrogant, I guess, I still try to bring so it to the table. I'm like, here we go. My brain is like, part of my brain is like, no, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, we can do it. <laughs> Peculiar. I'm going to stick the landing. Peculiar. Sticking it. All right, but yeah, she, I don't feel comfortable talking about her oddities when she's not here to defend her little self. Oh, I'd like to give a shout out to, to, she eat, to a maniac who, uh, he picked up a bowl that Jillian wanted. Oh, yeah. In Pittsburgh? Yeah. Blairsville. Oh. Picked it up. Guess what? Oh. Flew to Vegas. Drove to LA. That dropped it off. We absurd. took him to lunch. Is this Mike McAllister? <laughs> no. This- I hope he's a pilot. He's not. He's not a pilot. He was looking for an excuse to go to Vegas for a while. He's like, hey, I hope he's now. Excuse. I hope he's now medicated. This is the universe yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> that's Pierce. Uh, Pierce, who got a lot of uh, airtime over there on the after disaster. But yeah, Pierce. Very uh, nice that you uh, traded him to lunch. Yeah, that, that's the least we could that's do. By lunch. <laughs> but yeah, he saw it as like the universe was saying, "Hey, Anderson wants uh, needs somebody to pick up this ball." But the irony is, like, a couple people wanted to do it, and they were much farther away. I'm like, no, no, I don't want you driving <laughs> like two hours to go sure. get the ball. I want this guy to fly across the country. I'm called rolling to Jersey. And then drive. No, he lo- he loves it, though. He's like Mike Carano. He, he loves a road trip. So, all right, here we go. Did the part where I listed all the neighboring cities help? No, not at all. Oh, sure. He said that he was aware of where he lived. <laughs> he didn't all need right. to chime I'll in. I'll take him at his word. <laughs> he dropped his Patreon level down a peg? That, that's right. He was so frustrated. Here we go. Let's where talk we movies. Where we start? Where we start? Well, we're uh, not going to talk just movies. Let's talk Spidey. What do you mean? What do you mean? We have a TV show to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not going to start with the TV show. We're going to start. Let's start with Spider Verse. Let's go. Let's go right into Spider Verse, huh? Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Or we could start with the TV show. I mean, it's up to you. This is a 2023 film right, directed by the trio of Joaquim dos Santos, Kemp Powers. Uh, co-director of Soul and Justin K. Thompson, uh, three newcomers. That they are not the original directors of uh, the first Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Co-written, as uh, you can probably tell if you watch it, by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, starring the voices of Shamik Moore, Haley. There was a third writer, wasn't there? Yeah, but I just mentioned them because you, you, I think everyone's familiar with their brand. Oh, okay, you didn't mention the third. If you'd like to, he's a newcomer, and okay. Please, I'm not leaving anyone out. I just thought it was notable they were involved. The directors, speaking of the directors, we'll get back to the credits in a second. I I still don't, not really 100% sure exactly what a, uh, I should look into this. We should learn this, uh, what an, animati- an animation director does, or in this case, three of them do. I know that one of the big things is working with the voice actors and getting the performance, obviously. That makes sense to me. But uh, as far as like, the direction with, where the direction where the animation goes, are you standing over like uh, guys with uh, girls with pencils and pens, like telling them what to do? No, I imagine it was done in uh, some part of Asia, you know, Korea or something. But how do you direct that? You know That's what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, even less so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mm. Huh, interesting. Uh, starring the voices of Shamik Moore, Haley Steinfeld, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Oscar nominee Brian Tyree Henry, Laura, Luna Lauren Velez, uh, Oscar Isaac, Jason Schwartzman, Jake Johnson, Issa Rae, Daniel Kaluuya, and Karen, Karen Sony. Did I write that down right? I, I, I feel like you got it exactly. <laughs> I, I think, think so. Yeah. Okay. Karasini. 
I want to make sure because he was great. The the, the one who voiced uh, Indian Spider Man. Uh, he was great. Yes. Avery, you saw this? Oh yeah, outstanding. Dolby. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. I'd like to see Nibax maybe next. Yeah. It demands repeated viewings. It does. It really absolutely does. see this again. Uh, 95, uh, 95% of Rotten Tomatoes lost these, I saw. These pricks. It seems low. <laughs> 95 seems what low. What do you want in a movie? Yeah. I guess How people does one that, out of 20 people say, nah, not good? You know what, though? I mean, there are people out there that you know have sensory issues, and maybe yeah. it was just a little too much for them. And, you know, AARP I, I, reviewer? I was thinking when I was watching, I feel really bad for people who are sensitive to that kind of thing, and they get seizures from that kind of mm. stuff going on on the screen. Like yeah. they're not gonna be, I wonder if there's special glasses, where because there's still so much to get from a movie like this despite the, you know, the flashing, like there's a, there should be a toned down version where people can access it that yeah. can't otherwise because of neurological things. Fair. Get, get right on that. All right. When's the last time you guys saw uh, the original? The, uh, I actually caught up on it. I had seen it before, obviously a couple yeah. times, but I watched it again about two or three weeks ago just because okay. I wanted to refresh. Cause it's been what, five years. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been, and it was just as good. Hold up. Been more recent for me because Tessa went through a phase where she was obsessed. Yeah. Watched it a dozen times. So I really got my, I got a nice keeping helping of, uh, of, uh, into the spider. So let's start there. Where do you think this one stacks up compared to that one? Like on a scale of one to 10 or like, uh, I saw this, uh, the Thursday it came out Thursday evening or afternoon or whatever with Tessa. She, uh, of course, um, was, uh, taken aback and thought the first one was better. Uh, I explained to her that, no, this is a, uh, even better movie mm. than the first one. Uh, which is hard to do because I'm a, is- I am a love, I am a avowed fan. Mm-hmm. Of the first one. This is this is not shocking to me at all. So mm. so Tessa's already a better film reviewer than you are because Tessa's right in this situation. You think the first one was better? I do. I think the yeah, first one's a tighter movie. I think it's a better movie overall. Oh, I disagree. I like this one quite a bit. Yeah, we're talking, but this one has a few flaws. That the we're first splitting one hairs here because I think they're both great. They're both maybe five star movies. I think this one's a little better. The the ending is stronger. Um, the I ending is not an ending. <laughs> I didn't see the end. I didn't see the ending or not. I didn't either. Coming. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of how it was set up, and I wasn't. Uh, I didn't anticipate what was happening. I was truly taken aback, and I was thinking about our friend uh, Giovanni, who sends emails from time to time. Mm-hmm. He's very steeped uh, <laughs> on the rare in, occasion in, in these worlds, whether it's Avengers or Spider-Man or whatever. And it must be tough seeing these movies being so familiar with where the story is going. Like, I assume this exists. I don't think he knew about this. I don't think so. Did, did not this with not the, exist? Not with a, what you're talking about, how it ends and okay. where it's going to go for the next one. I don't think that's part of the lore. I could okay. be wrong, but I think it's Maybe somewhat wrong. original. Might have been a, from a, I don't know. I could be wrong because I've seen a lot of Spider-Man stuff, as you know. I've seen True. a lot of Spider-Verse stuff. And there's multiple series that cover the Spider-Verse stuff. And none of it has gone down this road. No. Okay. So you think the first one's better for what reasons? Well, first it was new. I'm not going to be grudgy your opinion. The first one's great. It was new, right? We had never seen any animation sure. like that before. We haven't really seen it since, except for Puss and Boots trying to get a little taste. They were trying to wet the beak over there and be like, we can do it too for a couple minutes, right? And then it would go back to normal animation. Sure. Hey, but look at us. We're doing it. And then back to normal. But we had never seen anything like that. A little shorter. I don't know if this one needed 220. I wear it seemed a little at least from my taste it was getting a little too sentimental and trying to it just it just it was going for mush where mush can just happen and it seemed like it was spending so long on those scenes with the family stuff and it's like either it's family. there or not both like it, all the family stuff really seemed to spend another extra couple minutes I didn't mind that and I the honestly, stuff I with, found the uh, Gwen Stacy stuff with her dad kind of uh, poignant but that 
wasn't the longest part. I think the stuff with him and his parents and all like the stuff and the grounding stuff. And it's, it just seemed like there was more emotional, like quiet moments in this one that I didn't respond to as much mm. as I responded to all of the quick, fast paced. And it's not even the action. It's the action will blow you away, but yeah. it's, it's the quick wit and the fast dialogue sure. and just the stuff is constantly happening. That's like, how do they think to do that on that, on that screen? I guess it's just a matter of taste then because I responded to the exact same moments in a different way, which was I, I found myself admiring the movie for having the, courage, I guess, for lack of a better word, to slow down and break from the Spider-Verse that we all know and, and take a moment for, like, family stuff. And I was like, yeah, that, that works for me. Maybe the stuff with the mom, with the, the stepmom, no, it's his actual mom, mom. Yeah. was a little too much, a little too long under the water tower on the roof. Yeah. But, but that's a minor quibble. Oh, no, we're splitting hairs, and that's, that's the problem. And I was doing this with a, uh, a listener, actually, Jake Werner, uh, who did our top five is he did he assigned us our top five this top week. five um movies where the title is spoken and that's the problem and i shouldn't have done that which like which one's better because then you just end up i i'm just in a position where i'm trying to talk about all the, the bad, bad things yeah, but it's yeah. great it's like there's there's, there's next so to nothing wrong with it though it really felt like the i i didn't i knew nothing about the tone of this or the structure um, and it was very it was very uh empire strikes back it was much darker much less funny it ends on sort of what we're not getting into the ending, but it's much more. Yeah, it's it's a sadder, darker tale that I was not expecting. I That's, didn't find it to be less funny though. I thought it was less funny. I didn't oh. think there was, as but many. I didn't think there was a bad thing. But there was definitely not as many like jokes per minute. The yeah. first one is basically an outright comedy. It so, is just funny, just minute after minute. This one, there's there's probably twenty minute stretches where there's not a funny thing that happens. That's what I'm. Which I was okay with. I, I didn't need it. I didn't. If I had not seen the first one, I would have been fine with it. And I still am fine with it. But it's just a marked difference from the first one, which was they, they barely gave you a chance to recover from the last joke or the last sequence. And mm. I, I watched the first one with Atticus, uh, and my, who's six, and my sister, who's not six, uh, the day before. <laughs> Uh, just because she had never seen Spider-Verse. She was not really aware of anything. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait till you see this thing. And she was blown away and she doesn't really, really respond to movies. I'm sitting there crying throughout the first one, just like I did in the theater. And just yeah. like, I, this is the third time I've seen it now. I cried like twice in this one, but like it wasn't like throughout. You yeah. know what I mean? You want to be just waterworks. And I didn't want it to be, but I, I think it is a, a good marker, right? For sure. whether something I'm responding with something. Also, and this, I might get some flack for this, but I did not like the two years older Miles. I love Miles, but I did not. He's kind of in an awkward phase right now. And he yes. kind of bugged me way more. He never bugged me in the first one. And he was kind of annoying me a couple of times in this, in this one. Teenage boys are annoying. I know, but he wasn't I think you in the have first to one. Allow the movie's premise. Um, I found it to be great. I, I enjoyed it. Um, the, uh, the spot, the character, the spot character mm -hmm. is a really, comp I don't know. You must be familiar with this I character. Know. He's a minor character who never had like a big role. Yeah. Like this, this He's compelling. Yeah, he is. I was, I was also in, in, in Geo kind of set me up because I've seen so many Spider-Man. So he's like, you're going to see stuff that I might not even see or, or recognize because I've seen more Spider-Man TV shows, cartoons than he has. And I think maybe the only one that I might have him on is the, uh, the cowboy Spider-Man. Like I am yeah. familiar with that one yeah. from one of the cartoons that I watched. So there's like a whole half episode on him. Like, <laughs> but there's so many crazy Spider-Man versions that yeah. I've seen. Now, we have not even talked about Hobie, which... Hobie was phenomenal. Without Hobie, this movie, there's no way it could even hold a which candle. Hobie? Hobie's the punk rock guy. Oh, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. yeah. And he's just... His animation, his attitude, everything about him it's is... great. You know, he's made for 15-year-old me, sure. which still lives inside of me. 
he's the best. He's the greatest. He's, he's Spider-Man Andy, for sure. For he totally sure. is. For he's sure. your proxy. Oh, he's so cool. He's so great. Uh, however, all that said, yes. another problem that I have with Indian Spider-Man was phenomenal, too. Yeah, he was, he was, he was awesome. very good. Very, very good. And I was. I enjoyed I, the return of, of Jake Johnson as Spider Man. No, yeah. Spider Baby. I didn't like him as much either, though. With the baby, it got a little bit much. It felt Pixar almost at, at times. I he was. was a, he was a more minor character. I didn't like with the the. It, it but felt, I think uh, you needed to balance him to balance out uh, Oscar Isaac's character because I think then you really would have gone into humorless territory for long stretches. Sure. I think they almost needed to have that. Otherwise, it would have been just very, very serious for like 45 it, minutes. It felt like The Incredibles a little bit too much for me. And I was just kind of getting annoyed with him having the baby out there. And I was like, okay, I get it. It's supposed to be cute while there's action going on. I, I'm splitting. I'm, I'm, and here I go again. I'm talking badly about a movie that is absolutely my favorite movie, bar none of the year so far. <laughs> I can tell. God damn it. I hate myself sometimes. But that's what's going on. I'm, I'm just making a case for the first one being... A slightly better movie, a masterpiece. It's a not, it's you a masterpiece. What? I'll meet you halfway because no, I'll meet you all the way because I do the same thing with The Godfather and Godfather Part Two, which is a lot of people say Godfather Part Two better than the original. I firmly do not believe that. In fact, I will go out of my way to be like, it's got this flaw, it's got this flaw, it's got this flaw. It's not as the first. And next thing I know, I'm talking shit about a great movie. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's Godfather Part Two is fucking awesome. It's just not the first one, but I end up talking shit about a movie that's very good. And I, I'm so foolish because I completely set this entire review up <laughs> that way by saying, all right, let's talk about the first one. And I just learned when I was talking to Jake uh, that that's not a good thing to do. Sure. A couple days ago, listener Jake. <sighs> Another problem I have with <laughs> yep. We're kind of getting into uh, endgame territory with me kind of seeing the point of the uh, whole thing and not agreeing with the uh, protagonist and thinking maybe the protagonist should back off a little. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah, there's, uh, there's bigger issues out there, Miles. Yeah. B bigger uh, uh, populations to consider. Right. Than the one that lives under your roof. Plus, you're the youngest one. I had the same problem with Spider-Man with, like, you know, No Way Home and how he was, I think that's the one, with, uh, with Doctor Strange. It's like, dude... You can't just steal that from Doctor Strange. I mean, he's Doctor Strange. Like, be a kid. I like, know your like, respect your elders. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's Spider-Man's. That's his whole thing. Right? I, I I I found the ending, the very end, without saying what happens, to be quite the revelation. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I was uh, impressed by how much it kept me guessing. I really was not sure where the story was going at almost at any point in time. I, I don't I don't think it's saying too much, but. I was looking at my watch because we, we had dinner afterwards and I'm with Tessa and she's squirming or whatever. And uh, uh, I'm like, they're going to have a really short wrap yeah. up here with the spot. Yeah, I, yeah I, I could not tell what part of the movie I was in. I kept going, okay, now we're going into act three. And then it would keep going. I go, okay, I guess that was the, the midway point. Yeah, and now I think we're going to act three. And then when it ended, I went, oh, holy shit. It's, that, that makes sense now. I, I get what we're doing. Uh, yeah, I did not know. Are we spoiling it by saying yeah. it doesn't end? <laughs> Because well, it doesn't. I don't think it. so. Because I, I think I guess that's out there. My, yeah. my buddy who I went with knew that going in. And I think if you're tuned into this movie, you're aware of that. And I think it honestly. It, do you think it would help having known that going into this and not trying to guess? It might have helped. Yeah, because I, I was looking was at my watch. Because I, I knew what time we were getting out of there, and I was looking at my watch, thinking Atticus had to be a karate. Like you know, we had we we're gonna have like a half hour in between, which is gonna be a little bit tight. And then I was going to, am I getting the time wrong? Like how we, we're all doing the same thing. I was like, how could there only be 10 minutes? Especially if credits? you're a movie fan too, where you're trying to deconstruct the yeah, structure and the acts exactly. and then where you are, it was impossible to do. Another yeah. thing that they did that was amazing 
as far as tone goes was the, the first one. Spot could be could be so goofy and it's, fun, yeah, silly, comic relief, and they made him pretty menacing. Yes, and yeah, with the anim- with the help of animation and obviously his voice effects and, and, and his his performance, but. Uh, for them to be able to go from super goofy comedic relief almost to where they got them, that's that's a tall order. And I feel like they executed Yeah, that. you don't see yeah. that too often outside of like a character falling into a vat of acid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some e- exactly. insects. Yeah. Like I'm thinking Robocop. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a villain. Like there are plenty of villains that start Who die in like yeah. a, a, a funny way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we, I, we talk five minutes in uh, spoiler on Patreon, right? can if we want to we, we should yeah I, I liked they do they did manage to i think to freshen up some of the animation i liked how parts of it looked almost watercolor at times i think specifically gwen's world i have not read up on this yet but i would imagine that they were trying to cram as many different uh, uh motifs and style art art because these are all art nerds too a bunch of art nerds True. are working on this and i think that they used all sorts of different uh, methods yeah and, Homages to artists. Like like the vulture so was many. great at the beginning. That one of that interesting. Fantastic. Uh, I think you're both right. I, I think I've picked up on that kind of like in the movie Traffic, right, where they would use different film stocks to uh, identify different storylines. Yeah, I think it was or pretty much yellow or different. It was uh, not sto- was it storylines or was it different areas in the world? Both. Because remember, uh, Topher Grace and uh, whoever the chick was, Topher. Eva Christensen. Wow, Eva Christensen. That's her name, right? Fake. Uh, Fake uh, Julia Stiles? Could have been. Mm. I, I could not get over how much Gwen's dad looked like Paul Newman. I, I just got <laughs> I hung thought up about on that. that. He did look a little Paul. He looked very, there's no way they didn't design it with some Paul Newman in mind. You think so? Yeah, for sure. For sure. sure. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't aware, I wasn't even ready for the, I could tell from the trailers, but I was still surprised by Gwen Stacy and Miles Morales are effectively co-leads. Like it's oh, about yeah, both she's, stories. It's her, like the, the first act is her story. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Splitting hairs here and picking nits, but I mean, <laughs> I didn't need to see her dad point her gun, point point the gun at her after you know. I it's too much. Like I didn't buy. That was like, that was for me trying to push the story, the narrative with like you so know, you could have more of an arc. Yeah, like that didn't feel honest to me, and I don't, I don't know. If I there was those agree. kind of moments. I would, I would agree. I don't think there was those kind of moments, and I think it was a wrong choice. That was probably the weakest point for me because I did feel that watching it where I went, I, I don't know yeah. if any. Dad, he's somewhat responsible. Dad is, is doing that. Yeah, I mean, even if he just tried to cuffer instead, I didn't need the gun to be raised yeah. because, especially what we know about guns and cops mm. and everything, it was just I don't. It didn't feel honest. But picking nits—that's not what I sat down here to do. <laughs> you really <laughs> go see this movie. It is the next. Like we said about the first one four or five years ago. Like this is the evolution of movies. This mm. is where things we saw it with Toy Story, nineteen ninety five, and now we're here all these yeah. years later, and they're continuing to do, to do it. So. Impressive. Oh, and Impressive. you won't have to wait long for the next one. The next one is next April, I believe. Oh, hell. So, because yes. they, they, I think they did Summer a back to back. Poor Atticus. I, don't, I can't speak for Tessa, but I mean, he's having a hard time wrapping his mind around this one verse. Right. Sitting in this. The theater, one we're living in. Trying to explain to him. I, I was in his ear quite a bit, like, okay, that guy's that guy because of this guy and that guy. And he's son, I think he was able to follow along a little bit because of all the sure. Spider Men uh, cartoons we've seen with all the Spider Verse. Because uh, a lot of them, like, season five will have like, you know, four and a four episode arc of the spider verse. And it's, it gets really fun. It gets really okay. fun with some of those cartoons. Cause there's just so many endless possibilities. I also picking this was hoping for a few more fun. We had Hobie, but I was hoping for some more. They had a lot of like throwaway Spider-Man that were just kind of in the background and they sure there's so many versions that I have I seen. Liked, in the uh, cartoons. I like the girl on the motorcycle. Oh, the pregnant girl. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think this gives anything away, but based on how they set up the end for the next movie, I think you'll get more of that. I hope so. I think it'll be more of a balance of the two tones. It seems like it's poised to be funnier. Because there's a, there's a, a, a pirate Spider-Man that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> There's so many. I mean, just think of a character in like TV or movies. Like they've had versions of that as Spider-Man in a different universe. It's they have so much fun. It's just limitless. How like, hard is it to go back to like caring about live-action Spider-Man after this? I mean, he's great though, right? Yeah, they're really well-made movies. Well, the only way we could was No Way Home, which was live-action yeah. Spider-Verse. That's kind of true. There is some, there, there, there's some great. Let's talk about uh, talk some spoilers and stuff in the in the Patreon only because there are a couple of things that I want to bring up. Check that out if <laughs> more, you're a Patreon. More nits. Was that? Yeah, pick more. more no, nits. it'll be good. It'll all be I, the, my favorite stuff. I can't really talk about. I don't think. <laughs> well, that giving stuff away. The good <laughs> stuff is paywall. Look for that. You'll get Anderson's compliments. <laughs> no, they're just like little moments. The they're little. They're little Easter eggs and homages and, and and fun stuff that you know. It's like remember that part. That part was great. I wanted more of that. Oh, no, that's picking a net, though, if I wanted more. Stanley, <laughs> <laughs> got this. <coughs> All right, let's take a quick little break. Check that out on the uh, Film Vault Patreon at patreon.com slash thefilmvault. Next, two more flick fashions after this. For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. We're back. Got a couple of listeners signed. Yeah, where do you projects. want to start? You want to start with Band of Brothers? You want to start with, uh, it's, it's a movie show, so let's start with the uh, the movie, which is My Neighbor Totoro. My Neighbor Totoro. Not Totoro, I found out as I watched the film. 1988 animated film directed by, oh, heck up there, Hayao Miyazaki. My Miyazaki, excuse me. Hayao Miyazaki. Director, as recently discussed, of Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind, mm-hmm. starring the voices, at least the version I saw, uh, the uh, 19, uh, 2005 English uh, redub, Dakota Fanning, Al Fanning, and Tim Daly. Yes. Yeah. The version I watched. 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is uh, streaming on something called Max. Mm-hmm. So is there still a company called HBO, but their streaming service is called Max? Are they going through a whole... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, Trying Talking to, to my, my, my uh, friend up in uh, San Francisco. Trying to go to the gay shit. Who's part of LGBTQ, and he's uh, quite upset uh, about Max. And he says that they got rid of all sorts of mm. like his favorite shows and LGBTQ shows. And I'm like, are you sure? Because that seems like a really dumb thing to do right now. And he's like, I'm telling you, Anderson, like all the shows that I love that I had banked, they turned Max on the 23rd and they're just gone. I'm like, wow. that's that's weird. Man. Mm. All right, uh, this is... Uh, Your snacking acqu- is getting out of control, by the way. We got it. We got oh, sorry about that. Try According to an article from the Financial Times, He's Totoro, getting it in before uh, next week. What's that? Before we're off next week, he's trying to get it in. He's That's trying right. to... He's got a double smack, yeah. <laughs> the character of Totoro, according to the Financial Times, is uh, sort of a Japanese equivalent to Winnie the Pooh in terms of, like, uh, affection from children. Like, it has become a beloved character. And also, uh, it comes from folklore. I was talking to Leif, uh, who... Did you credit the oh, I listener? did not. No, thank you for doing that. Yes, uh, Leif Nording, 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 Nording. I can okay. have a hard time reading. 
Is there an L in there? I think there is. There is. Nord- Nordling. Oh, when you got L's and I's next to each other, it's just like game over, man. Nordling sounds like a little Nord. Spoke of Leif. Oh, it's a Nordling. In fact, I told a story that Leif told me uh, about one of the worst things I've ever heard involving uh, a cut cheek. Oh. I told that story in the after disaster. My goodness, this is oh, terrible. Like you like you guys will enjoy that later this week. But uh, yeah, I spoke with him. He's in Luxembourg and on the Paris uh, oh, uh, time. Oh, Luxembourg. <laughs> I got to uh, speak with him. We did a little place. FaceTime to uh, catch up and talk about my neighbor Totoro. And uh, it's Totoro. Yeah. Totoro. I know you should know that too because the song was stuck in my head yeah. for like three days Totoro. after I saw the movie. Totoro. All right, so we don't need that ever again. I'll, I will never do that again. I, I apologize. I think there should be more of that. That should be the new theme song. <laughs> there you go. So, what <laughs> were your thoughts there, brother? No. I don't mind that. The new DuckTales. I don't mind that. You watch this with the girl? You watch this with your daughter? She was swim practice or something, but I enjoyed it myself. Um, I don't know at these point, at this point with these movies, what else is there to say? Like these are really enjoyable, sweet, uh, getting, get out. How long was this movie? Like 90 minutes, maybe not very, not very long. So here's, here's the, the setup. Here's the storyline, uh, with my neighbor Totoro. 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 Mom's in the hospital. Dad's got two kids. They're moving into a house. Turns out that it might be haunted. It's out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you get the sense that it's uh, in the past, it's a bit of a period piece, but not too long ago because I, he's got a, like an office job that he's yeah. like, kind of working remote from somehow. It was 1988. Somehow. I thought it was cut. Was it not? Uh, was it not? Uh, contemporary? Contemporary? I don't know. It's hard to tell where well, they live. You know, they live in the farmland. You're right. Because fo- I believe the phone, when they call the dad's office, is one of those like old timey phones. You pick up the receiver and talk into the, you know what I mean? Talk yeah. into the mouthpiece. It seemed, I don't remember the car that they got off. I do remember the cat bus, of course, because how could you ever forget that? But uh, so mom's in the hospital and this dad is doing, I want to say he's doing a decent job raising the kids, but that'd be a lie because he's he's being awful with the children. He's trying Uh, his best. They're out running around, just running amok. And it's just farmland and ponds and like thorn bushes and tunnels that uh, evidently lead to giant raccoons. And he's just inside the office working. And he's got like a three-year-old. He's got like a three-year-old that's out there. you say giant raccoons, you mean like 20 pounds? No, I'm talking like probably Five, six hundred pound yeah. raccoon, maybe eight hundred pound. Totoro. It's a giant raccoon. Totoro? Totoro. <laughs> He's large. He's very big. He's got little versions of himself too. Uh, Totoro doesn't show up for a little while, but uh, the kids are just running amok. And uh, ultimately, it's it's easy to watch. It's You're invested uh, in the characters. Smooth. goes down very smooth. I watch this with Atticus. Do, he, we, do we hear confirmation that Totoro was a uh, Totoro, was a raccoon? No. He was a beast. He's he's a beast. He's, he's a mythical a, beast. He's a child a child's imagination. He's uh, Bing Bong. Where the wild things are. Yes, uh, it's one Bing of those bong. things. It's all about. Uh, <laughs> it's all about like child's and ch- child's innocence. We've seen the story before, where like only children can see uh, Totoro, as well as the cat bus that uh, cat bus uh, shows up. The cat point. bus had a lot of legs. They're waiting for their dad to get off the bus because. They're just by themselves, right? They're out in the middle of a rainstorm at a bus stop in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Waiting for dad who gets caught up at work and uh, so he doesn't get the bus that he should get and like he has to make them wait longer and it's raining. That's when they first meet Totoro. Totoro? And uh, One of those. <laughs> and uh, while they're waiting, that's when they first see this cat bus roll up and the cat bus is fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, the cat bus. Cat bus is straight out of uh, Nausicaa. It's 
Now, is it in Nausicaa? No, what I'm saying is it might have been a leftover character who didn't make it. I listen, I, 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 a listener let me know that the cat bus shows up in almost all of his work. Somewhere. Oh, that is like, great. He has the cat bus like, show up in the background. I remember that. And Kurosawa got to sit down with, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on his Miyazaki. name. Miyazaki. And all he wanted to do was talk about the cat bus. So the cat bus is fantastic. If you've seen the movie, you understand the cat bus. And the cat bus shows up again later in the movie. Google Nausicaa cat bus. <laughs> It's I am sold after seeing the, the cat With bus. the rats as the lights. It's yeah, just you need to see really, how it moves. Really good stuff. But then by the end of the movie, like uh, the the relationships that had been set up pay off and there's real arcs there and uh, real pathos and you're feeling and you're worried and you're nervous. And talking to Leif, he's like, oh, it gets really dark at this one part. And I'm like, ah. I mean, I didn't buy it without, you know, I'm skirting the issue, but involved a, a shoe and mm, uh, mm. sticks and water. I'm like, Atticus wasn't concerned. You can watch this with your five, six, seven, eight-year-old, and they're going to get something out of it probably. There was a child that uh, needed to be found. Oh, yeah, yeah, at one one point. But Atticus hated that little girl. He was very annoyed. She's so annoying, Dan. Why is she always crying? Because she was a baby. Yeah, her mom's in the hospital, and she's three. Yeah, and she doesn't have a mom. And I said, you used to cry a lot when you were three. He's like, yeah, but that's because I was, like, upset by things. (laughs) She was was unprovoked. I had a lot going on. You mentioned the uh, soot gremlins. That's sort of the first yeah. instance that we get to something to miss. Something's a little bit uh, fantastical. Mm-hmm. And these these guys show up and have a pretty big role in uh, Spirited Away as well. Oh, really? So are they the same uh, character style then? It's the same? It's the same director, same writer. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean the, the soot things. Yeah, the soot uh, things. Identical creature. Uh, they have a little more definition, I'd say, in Spirited Away, because all of the definition in the artwork in Spirited Away by then is a little bit more yeah. formed and uh, evolved. But yeah, they're the same little same dudes critter. with the little okay. eyes, the same guys. Yeah, they're soot creatures. It's essentially, they're dust that's come to life. Yeah, the little dust yeah. motes. Yeah, yeah. One gets killed in this. I didn't like that. Three-year-old, oh. the annoying three-year-old just stomps him. That's upsetting. I really forgot about it. She uh, is annoying. She's very annoying. <laughs> and with Atticus. Kiss perceptive. But I cannot wait to continue to watch his work. Uh, I have not seen, I can't say that I've seen a bad scene so far. Everything that he does is just great from Nausicaa. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Nausicaa a little better than this, but it's more a uh, grown up, you know? Have you, in, uh, Spirited Away, you've seen Still it? Still haven't seen oh, it. Brian, no. I am so jealous of you. Maybe I'll see it uh, when you're gone. As far as in theaters in uh, October, oh, right? right? As part of the Ghibli Ghibli giblets. Is it October? Oh, the right I think you're saving is, that for the end. I per, thought apparently it is Ghibli. At least that's what Ghibli. Leif tells me. Yeah, I've heard. Okay, I've heard I think Ghibli. Spirited Away is last because the, what's the, the 15th anniversary was Ponyo, Ponyo. and that was the Ponyo. first Ponyo. one that they already Ponyo? did. Ponyo, Ponyo, Ponyo. So, so I think in October, Spirited Away will be playing in a theater in Los okay. Angeles, and then we're going to be watching Princess Mononoke uh, here very soon, and that's supposed Sweet. to be one of his best, and it's darker than the rest as well. So. Uh, very excited that I'm just discovering this entire style of, of movies. So, I mean, I've known it's out there. It just bugged me until now. I'm in. Can we mention the granny? You want to talk about the granny? She was great. That's all I have to say. Fantastic. She was old. She was very <laughs> she old. She was old. She hence, was decent. Hence the name granny. She could have been around more because those, those, those kids needed a parent. They needed someone in their lives other than their dad who was uh, uh, serving two masters. He, he, didn't even, he didn't seem to be bothered by it. Like that, that, that is a one... There was a Note lot of that life. I have. It's hey like, kids, enjoy the house. Enjoy the. And, I'll be back tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, right. And like his oldest was maybe t- nine or ten. Although at the same time, it's a different generation. This would have been. I feel like this is a pre World War II, you know, based on the phone and. Maybe I don't know. Of. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what time. Can you see every vegan? Yeah. Right? When, when uh, my neighbor Tortoro is set. It was a different time is what you're saying. Twas. You're right. Megan age or nine? 1950s Japan. <laughs> Brian, it still That's bugs weird. me that I can't see. Like I could just a couple months ago that my eyesight mm-hmm. is going so rapidly. Is that bad, huh? But yeah, I, I'm feeling like if I squeeze my eyes, I can actually see a little bit better. And I've never tried this before, but it kind of works. It does work, which is bizarre. Squinting does help. Yeah. <laughs> Do not laugh, right? Do not it's laugh not. at my 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 downfall. <laughs> Why would you laugh at your precipitous decline? All right. Do you know that today, as I speak these words, I believe today is D-Day? Uh, June 6th, yeah. How do you like them apples? What are we about to talk about here, Brian? Band of Brothers! Band of Brothers is a 2001 TV show. I guess we can still do it. Uh, Directed by our first episode. We were assigned the first two episodes. First episode, uh, entitled uh, Karahi, is uh, directed by Phil Alden Robinson. I believe he directed Feel the Dreams. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure... Second episode, uh, directed by Richard uh, Lon Crane. Richard mm-hmm. Lon Crane uh, is entitled Day of Days. And Revoked. Depicts, uh, like you said, T-Day. 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is streaming on a service called Max. I'm going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anderson, I don't know what your history is with uh, Band of Brothers. I was aware of it. But never saw it. Good for you, Brian. That's really impressive. Thank you. And I'm thinking to myself, why wasn't I compelled to see this? Why? It feels like it came and went. Mm. Like it only exists as like a box set. You know what I mean? Like you get your father on Father's Day. Turns out the first episode released on September 9th, mm-hmm. 9, uh, 2001, yeah. two days before 9-11, uh, after which, according to Wikipedia at least, uh, HBO canceled the entire marketing campaign. Mm. Uh, and so the first episode, which drew 10 million viewers, uh, by the end, the last episode only had 5 million. <laughs> they weren't uh, promoting it. They weren't hyping it. They aired it, which is strange because you feel that was a weird time. But it feels like that would have been a good time to like get people excited or... Not excited. What's the word? Get people uh, lift their spirits. Patriotic or, little, yeah. yeah, lift their spirits. A little uh, patriotism, right? A little. It would uh, almost feel like generation. propaganda, like like enlist now, you know, to fight the the evil enemy. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, but you know, I was depicting a real thing. I and think, by the way, another thing I discovered in the research was how much of this is based on history. Like, I think most of these characters oh are real people. Brian. You think? It wasn't that the entire the premise point. of the... <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> the entire... It's based well, on they a, don't reveal that. I mean, they have... They, have, they don't reveal. They, they have... It, right, right. They have interstitials where... Or interstitials. Before, oh. before, where they're talking to what I imagine are the real people. They don't create... No, they're them. old men that they hired. Yeah. They're old actors. I got the, I got the sense that they <laughs> were better. Have you watched Band of Brothers? I've seen the entire thing, yes. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that, that's the whole point is like, sure. let's not make a Hollywood Hollywood version because it's from the same, a lot of the same people that did uh, um, Saving Private Ryan right. too. And from talking to Frank today, who's just going by Frank, uh, he works in the business. I, I got to talk to him all about uh, different sets and uh, different people and what they're like working with. I, I talked to him just today. It was fantastic. Uh, so Frank- uh, He was a list of dumb dead guys. <laughs> he did not give us a list of dumb dead guys, but he is completely moved by uh, Band of Brothers. His little trick he was hoping would happen is we'd watch these first two episodes and then we'd be compelled to watch the rest. His little trick is not taking uh, effect Same, but yet. I, I, I am interested. But I, I think I have to watch the rest. I, I do feel like, oh, I kind of want to know what happens next. It is very good yeah. throughout. It is very even, and it has one of the most shocking reveals out of any episode of television I've seen. Mm, the Americans are the bad guys all along? <laughs> no. Oh, that'd be sweet. But it is incredibly 
jarring and very clever filmmaking what they do in one of the later episodes. And I, I don't want to reveal it in the event that you end up watching it, but it's, it's, it's one very the, interesting one to watch. Makes their way to Hiroshima. <laughs> Boy, is he surprised. He rides the bomb down like uh, Dr. Right. Strangelove. Like uh, Slim Pickens. Fat boy. Dying. <laughs> Uh, I feel like it's the, this might sound ridiculous, but this is what's going on in my head. I feel like it's the least I could do as someone who's never served, uh, who gets sure. to live the life that I live and do in large part to the greatest generation and and the, the sacrifices right. that were made. Uh, seeing these real life 20 years ago, I, I would imagine a lot of these guys are not no longer with us, but each episode opens up with the guys whose these stories are actually about right. and they're retelling it, you know, talking head style. And then it goes into a reenactment essentially. So I was talking to Frank and this technically you consider it a documentary. I know that's a, that's a stretch, but like they're reenacting what these talking heads, uh, these actual right. real life heroes uh, tell us what they went through. To be uh, so, more specific, I should say that I did make the connection. That no, this he's is, still, he's backpedaling. I really am. But I didn't realize that, uh, the, I thought they, they took the stories and like fictionalized them with like other characters. I didn't realize that they were playing the guys who were there. So Frank read the book and then he also watched the full series. And I might actually even take the next step and eventually read the book because I would love to hear these guys, you know, longer form tell their stories. Uh, but he was, Frank was saying in his research that they, they, would actually go as far as talking to these guys and then sh they would go over the scripts and the, and the guys that actually lived it would say like, no, 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 that didn't happen. Like, no, we were all acting like that because our friend's head just got blown off. He wasn't mm -hmm. even in that part anymore because he had already been killed and they were reworking things to make them as accurate to the actual battles wow. as possible with the guys who actually lived through it. They're acting as consultants and uh, tech advisors, essentially. So Speaking of which, the American soldier for Germany who pops up in episode number two. Yes. Uh, I, I wasn't, I guess it makes sense. I wasn't aware of that as like, oh yeah, that probably happened to a handful of people. It's the one part that I told my wife about because I, I never could Which part? It. I don't so recall. In the second episode, once they hit land. So the first episode is, and let me, let's just get this straight, okay? Um, I did not know today was D-Day. This is just a happy accident, and it's, it's a nice coincidence. Fucking pinko. Uh, I know. Uh, Frank pointed that out to me, mm. and I would like to take credit for it because I, I, what I was kind of in charge of and, and orchestrated was we, we did do Top 5 Princesses last week. That's true. To come at the same time as... Uh, Ariel. Ariel and a little little mermaid. So I, I feel like we did Better a good job roll. there. But I had no idea that D-Day, I mean, just furthers my my shame of not True. having been well steeped. In, and in you have a USAA insurance. The greatest, in, I still do. Wow. Yeah, I know. Is that, is that stolen, stolen valor? Stolen valor. <laughs> oh, I feel uh, such shame. I'm, I've been getting bombarded with the USAA commercials. They're good, though. They're it's so the greatest geez. company They're in the world. They're not good. No, it, it, USAA. USAA does. It's great. I don't care. Wait, I'm talking about the Rob Gronkowski ones. It's where He's trying to steal. He's trying to get the insurance, even though he never served. It's like, what is the message here? This guy's uh, blatantly trying to st uh, stolen valor. <laughs> no, the one I've seen is two women are just at a barbecue, and they're going, oh, you got USAA? And she goes, I do. And she goes, did you serve? And she goes, no, but my grandfather did. And they just look over at this picnic table, and this old man in the Vietnam veteran hat just tips his hat, and then Jesus. they cut away. And then they go, USAA. It's, it so, it's the weirdest fucking Wait, is your grandpa eligible? Because I'm going to get in on that it's, shit. It's bizarre. Just cut over, tips So if his I hat, marry you, and like, <laughs> gay marriage is now legal, I could get it as well? Yes, because we we old Grandpa system. Joe's in the table. <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's like, so it opens up. Grandpa, this is what you fought for. Me and my husband. (laughs) Easy company, right? Yeah. Easy company is. That's the basic training. The basic training. So we get to go through the whole basic training and it's like an hour and 20 minutes. This is very cinematic. The only, the only real flaw that I have, and it's a taste thing is like too many fade to blacks. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's relax with the fade to blacks. A lot of fade to blacks, right? It's kind of old man uh, filmmaking. Sure. Might've been a style. It was was an old man story. Yeah, I guess. So do not need the fade to blacks because the action was not old man style at all. No. It was very like in your face. This is like new filming. It was very cinematic. And uh, David Schwimmer shows up and he is their lead command, right? He's the one who's going to make sure that they have the greatest, the greatest, uh, the company in in the entire, uh, basic training. He's fastidious. Yes. And he loves to uh, revoke every privilege that he can. And this is the most minor of infraction. This is how this man deals with stress. Right. And I thought it was a a very nice depiction of how different people deal with stress in different ways. And his way of dealing with it was to be a ruthless uh, dictator who is not capable of doing the actual job. I think in many cases, it was fun to watch his character turn from what you just described to when he actually gets put into like training exercises and he's incompetent. I think that that happened quite a bit. I know, but it was fun. Yeah. I, I, I did not uh, question uh, and that's another great thing about this this show is like I was I was not going did that really happen? Maybe a little bit with like all the bullets flying at times, like you know people storming nests and whatnot with like five Germans shooting at them, not a single one. But that that's just you know par for the course with Hollywood. But for the most part, like the storylines, it just felt oh my god, the second episode with the planes, my god, it was, it was dense. So yeah, we get out of swimmer basic as we mentioned off the air, a very unswimmer role. Yes, he was playing uh, against type a little bit, at least from what we know of Ross and everyone's favorite show, Friends. Yeah, I hate Ross, too. <laughs> He's very unlikable in Friends. But, um, yeah, I just I, I love this show. It's very, very good, and I I should watch the rest of it. I, I really, really should. It's embarrassing that I haven't You know what's it. fun is uh, seeing all the, all the future stars pop up in very minor roles. Tom Hardy shows up, apparently. At apparently, somewhere down the road, so does Fastbender. All right. At some point, we haven't seen the yet, but we did see. I saw Simon Pegg. I saw Stephen Graham. Yeah. Uh, and I thought I saw Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. Not. Sam Rockwell's in there for oh, sure. He's he? the one that was imitating the sergeant's voice. No, that's yes, not him. That's Rockwell. Really? Yeah. Oh, Sammy I didn't know Sammy Rockwell. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. So thank you very much, Frank. We'll leave it at Frank. Uh, he says he just wants to be Frank. All right. That's his name, Frank. Uh, and there's also- Frank F. Frank. There's also a, f- a related series uh, called, I think it's the, just called The Pacific. We got enough on our plane. Where it's the okay. same. And apparently that is much more brutal as I'm well. I'm doing Jeez. my job as an American by watching the rest of these. <laughs> I'm doing my duty. You want to watch them for the rest of the summer? Maybe we can kind of flick fest them here and there. Watch along? No, we're not watching along with this, Brian. Get like a hot dog, wear an American flag That's shirt. Right. No. <laughs> Uh, okay, what were, jacks. what were we talking about uh, earlier that you have forgotten, I guess, because it's been a while since you've seen it, but uh, and it was revelatory to me as well, Brian. Uh, so they've landed. They've kind of got their bearings. They're going to the American side of like their little base camp. And yes. they come across a couple of Germans, Krauts, they call them, right? And they're prisoners of war now. They're just Scaries. sitting there on a, on a hill. And uh, one of the Americans, one of the guys in the Easy Company, gets right in one of the Germans' face and goes, where are you from, son? Like laughing, you know, because he's a German. And he starts walking away. And the German guy says, Eugene, Oregon, in a perfect American accent. And the, and the Easy Company guy goes, wide-eyed, turns around. He says, what do you mean? 
you're from Eugene, Oregon. And he says, my dad told me that, you know. Didn't they have some connection? Like they like, they knew they were at the same school or something. My, yeah, but he's like, the easy company guy says, I'm from, you know, like uh, 50 miles away in this part of Oregon. And like, so they sit down and he's like, what are you doing here? Wearing a kraut uniform. And he said, my dad said, you know, that uh, our people needed us. The Aryan nation was going to war and that I should enlist. So I did. And I guess that. That actually happened. It never, no. never occurred to me they, that they, that's they, they shanghaied his son and brought him to Shanghai. Him. They just, well, I, mean, I doubt he wanted to go. Speaking of Nazis and like, I don't encourage this kind of behavior. Guys. What Nazism? No, telling me to watch. Taking a hard stand. <laughs> telling me to watch things when I don't have time. But we did top five barbecues a couple weeks yeah. ago. And somebody said, hey, the greatest barbecue scene I've ever seen is from a TV show called The Hunters. And it's the very first opening scene of the first okay. se seasons, episode one, oh, The Hunters? Hunters. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, is that with Al Pacino? Is it the one? Al Pacino uh, is not in the scene, but Al Pacino but is, is in show. that show. Oh. What a great open to a series. I'm not watching the rest of that one. I don't know anything to anyone, but. I'm going to watch it right now. It's fucking There's no great. war veterans in that one. Dylan Baker crushing it. Oh my God, it's great. The Hunters. Watch the first five minutes. Uh, I don't know. I forget who told me to do that. And I told him, I don't have time. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I don't remember your name. Gosh, darn it. Uh, Hunters. Recognize? Oh, wow. Yeah. Barbecue. Oh, you. Uh, oh, it was, it was Oliver Judd. Of course. Oliver. I wish I hadn't read that. How did I not remember? Oliver has been a long week. All right. I've talked to a lot of people. Been doing a lot of things. I'm sorry, Oliver. You and I go way back. Tim Judd's uh, son told me to watch that. So. I wish I, had, I wish I hadn't read that. Old, cool, new. What are you doing? You're reading things to spoil stuff. I, I'm just reading Wikipedia. Stop I, reading Wikipedia. Oh, I feel terrible. So now you know how that scene ends? Yeah. Fool. I know. You had a fun five minutes you could have watched. That's God like a little damn. short movie. God Oliver God. Judd was not wrong. Yeah, why would you go to Wikipedia? Why would you go to Wikipedia? I don't know. I didn't know they had the series. <sighs> What's he doing? Uh, He's Mr. Fact Boy over here. He's like, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can, I can get some facts. Maybe Start off with his SAT score and it's just been downhill. <laughs> I didn't look at the number. I didn't refuse. <laughs> I already am starting to doubt it, though. Yeah, Brian wrote a check and he's like, oh, Anderson, you'll be happy to know that my the check number I is my SAT score. Do take a look at that when you get a moment. Let's put it this way. I've gone through a lot of checks. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even that good. My 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 pre SAT score was like five points below that. Really? So suck it, yeah. But below. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have fun over here. <laughs> Stop it. All right, let's go. I gotta Is go watch Banner want? Brothers. <laughs> Thank you very much to everyone. I I was talking to listeners all week. So many listeners uh, have contributed to this program and. Uh, become a part of the program by assigning us movies and coming up with uh, lists and whatnot. I talked to four listeners since last week. Five listeners if you count Pierce who drove out from, from Vegas. That's right. Jesus. Yeah. What a fool. I mean, how nice. <laughs> it was it was, very, it was a very... No, what? Jillian also proved that she can be a human being and she can come overcome her anxiety. Oh, good. She came to lunch. It was just Pierce... Jillian and I sitting on a sidewalk cafe, and Jillian was actually steering the conversation. Really? I got up and left. I went to the bathroom. You're I'm still like, talking? I'm just going to leave Jillian with uh, Pierce, the listener, which is something that I would never do, right. but it was for her bowl. So I'm like, and she was fine. Yeah, she was good. Wow. Yeah. Your baby's all grown up. Thanks, uh, Leaf Nordling and Frank, for your excellent uh, assignments. Uh, more assignments like these, please. Actually, uh, really good movies. No, oh, we get a we lot get of good movies. Like, How get dare you? Movies, I should say. Anderson and Brian is a website where you can go to find out more information about August Premiere. August Premiere is the uh, band you're listening to, the feature artist this week. 
Anderson Brun is the Instagram. Anderson Brun is the TikTok. The Film Vaults is Facebook. It's also Twitter. The Film Vaults Podcast is our YouTube. YouTube.com slash The Film Vaults Podcast. Speaking of which, thanks, Eric Kath. Appreciate all the work you do over there, putting that up and uh, maintaining our page. Very cool. Appreciate that. Giovanni. Yeah, Eric, I screwed up this weekend. I didn't have audio for the first five yeah. minutes, so I'll send you an email about that. My, my apologies. Can we start over the show so I can have audio on yeah, the Yeah, oh, sure. totally. Absolutely. Okay, let's just we redo should it. do our best to remember what we said and just voice it over. We've had to do that before, and it makes for the worst show ever when we have to redo a show that we'd already well, I'm done. I'm saying we got the video, so let's try and sync it. Oh, I see. Yeah. A little ADR. There we could do that. I wonder how long that would take. That was an exercise in like film school. Rating. We did that in film school. We'd have to do, we picked a scene, and then we had to do all the voiceover with our own voice. Mm. I picked uh, Raging Bull. It was a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. Your mother sucked. I didn't do that one, though. Thanks, uh, Gio, for the, uh, the, the almost endless emails. Hey, a fun fact, too, about the, um, the listeners that assigned and decided uh, this week, all first-timers. Hey! Lee, well, Leif, sure. Leif had, uh, this was his first movie, Frank's first movie, and uh, Travis's first movie next week, and uh, all right, and, and Jake's first uh, assigner. I'm excited about this. Welcome to the club, guys. Uh, and uh, thanks, Mitch Burns, as always, for all you do, and Mike Cole for managing all of our uh, gambling stats. Appreciate all of you guys. Not his antiques. Oh, loadedforbearedoc.com. Yes, I should have led with that. Yes. I had uh, our fiscal sponsor was our my guest today on loadedforbearedoc.com. Really? Yeah. Can Nick Hudson. It? Great Can guy. We talked about you off air. We made sure that part wasn't uh, recorded. We didn't want anyone. <laughs> Feels Actually, like might have, we might have talked we'll about talk you a little bit. Okay, oh, I'll be listening then. <laughs> loadedforbearedoc.com. A lot of really, really good, fun stuff is happening over there. All right. Check it out, guys. Until next time. We do it for Van Gogh.